Welcome, welcome, welcome to another wonderful episode of The Gospel According to Stupid. I'm Johnny Waters, and this is my podcast, where I read the Bible from cover to cover, because reasons. Um, how is everybody doing? The whole year has changed, and it's only the fourth, and the world hasn't, like, fixed itself just yet. But, uh, I've been seeing some black cats always walking across my path, and I think it's the same black cat both times. I don't know. People seem to freak out every time I say something like that. Um, business in the front, and then we'll party after that. Um, you can reach out to me, of course, on the Twitter sphere at according to stupid, accord to stupid at gmail.com, as well as uh, on the emails with according to stupid at gmail.com. And you can find us on a website, www.johnwatersvoiceover.com forward slash podcasts. And all of this is in the description, so you don't got to type that shit around. Come on, I'm making it easier for you. Um, we're on uh, Second Chronicles with this one. Uh, we're we're on the home stretch. We probably have uh, maybe this week and the beginning of next, and we'll be moving on to Ezra, which I don't know how many chapters that is, but we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, so yeah, probably about two weeks, depending on how long these chapters kind of go, uh, and then we'll be moving on to uh to another book of the Bible, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, so if you, we're just gonna hop the fuck in, I guess. Uh, with with how we're doing this madness. Uh, if you want to follow along, you can go to KingJamesBibleOnline.org, and uh, you know, just kind of follow along and see where I fuck up and things like that. Uh, yeah, here we go. All right, Second Chronicles chapter thirty-one. Now when all was finished, all Israel that were present went out to the cities of Judah and break the images in pieces, just fucking broke them down, and cut down the groves and threw down the high places and the altars out of all Judah and Benjamin in Ephraim, also in Manasseh, until they had utterly destroyed them all. Then all the children of Israel returned every man to his possession into their own cities. So there hasn't really been a whole lot of mention of what these high places were, but there is some inferences, and uh, I think there was a line in there that it was like, if you want to worship someone other than God, you just got to go up into the hills and start, you know, doing your fucking thing. So apparently a bunch, everybody went up there, broke down the groves and everything else, and uh, just smashed the whole place to pieces and things. I don't think there was really an order, but they all just went, you know what, let's just fucking fix this. And Hezekiah appointed the courses of the priests and the Levites after their courses, every man according to his service, the priests and the Levites for burnt offerings and for peace offerings to minister and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the tents of the Lord. All right, you guys fucking handle that. He appointed also the king's portion of his substance for the burnt offerings, to wit, uh, for the morning and evening burnt offerings and the burnt offerings for the Sabbaths and for the new moons and for the set feasts, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Was it? I don't really remember. So it sounds like our new king uh, is like, you know what, let me just, I'll take care of it. Moreover, he commanded the people that dwelt in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Lord. All right, here you go. And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and all of the increase in the field, and the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. Oh, good. Must have been a good year when God wasn't fucking around with them. 
And concerning the children of Israel and Judah that dwelt in the cities of Judah, they also brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep, and the tithe of holy things that were consecrated unto the Lord their God, and laid them by heaps. Uh, all right, bring him on. In the third month they began to lay the foundations of the heaps, and finish them in the seventh month. So they had some time. Uh, when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel for that year, even though it's a fucking lot. Then Hezekiah questioned with the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. Hey, just a question. And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty, for the Lord hath blessed his people, and that which is left is this great store. Uh-oh, this might be bad. Then Hezekiah commanded to prepare chambers in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them, and brought in the offerings and the tithes and the dedicated things faithfully, over uh, which Conaniah the Levite was ruler, and Shimei was brother, his brother was the next. Oh boy. And Jehiel, and Azaziah, and Nahath, and Ahazah, and Jeremoth, and Zajazabad, and Lyle, and Ismachiah, and Mahath, and Benaniah. Benaiah, excuse me, were overseers under the command of the Kaniah and Shimei his brother, at the commandment of Hezekiah the king and Azariah the ruler of the house of God. All right, so he appointed these two dudes to look over this stuff. And other people too, of course. And Kor, the son of Imna the Levite, the porter, toward the east, was over the free will offerings of God. I'm over it to distribute the oblations of the Lord and the most holy things. And next to him were Eden and uh, Minamin, <laughs> and Jeshua and Shemaiah, uh, Amaria and Shekaniah in the cities of the priests in their set office to give their brethren by courses as well as to the great and to the small. Okay. Beside their genealogy of males from three years old and upward, even unto everyone uh, uh, that entereth into the house of the Lord, his a daily portion for the service of their charges according to their courses. Okay, so he's just keeping track of shit. But to the genealogy of the priests by the house of their fathers and the Levites from 20 years old and upward in their charges and by their courses. All right, so he's making sure that everybody's kind of got a job. And by the genealogy of all their little ones, their wives and their sons and their daughters through the congregation for their set office, they sanctified themselves in holiness. And they're keeping track of everybody. Um, also of the sons of Aaron, the priests, which were in the fields of the suburbs of their cities in every several city, the men that were expressed by name to give portions to all the males among the priests and to all that were reckoned by genealogies among the Levites. Okay. And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah and, uh, and wrought that which was good and right and truth before the Lord his God. Oh, good. And in every work that he began, the service of the house of God, and in the law and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart, and prospered. Hooray! Things are going all right. Chapter 32. After these things and the establishment thereof, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered in, uh, into Judah, and encamped himself against the fenced cities, and uh, thought to win them for himself. We're going to go to war again, kids! And when Hezekiah saw that uh, Sennacherib was come, and that he was purposed to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the fountains that were without the city, and they did help him. Okay, so he's literally going to wait them out, be like, you like water? Fuck that. Um, 
And there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains and the brook that ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Oh, are we doing the opposite here? Oh, oh, it's the opposite. I'm sorry. Uh, so Hezekiah's like, um, yeah, stop up the water. Fuck them. Because, <laughs> you know, that army's only going to last a couple of days without water. Uh, also, he strengthened himself and built up all the wall that was broken and raised it up in uh, to the towers and another wall without and repaired Millo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. All right, we're going to war. And he set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city and spake comfortably to them, saying, Be strong and courageous, be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. Oh, well, <laughs> all right, fuck them. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this did Sennacherib, king of Assyria, send his servants to Jerusalem. But he himself laid siege against Lashish, and all his power with him, unto Hezekiah, king of Judah, and unto all Judah that were at Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith Sennacherib, king of Assyria, Whereon do ye trust, that ye abide in the siege in Jerusalem? Doth not Hezekiah persuade you to give over yourselves, to die by famine and by thirst, saying, The Lord our God should deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria? All right. So, he's <laughs> the other king of Assyria is just like, Why do you think you're so fucking cool? Um, right, like, uh, where, where do you really stand on all of this? Have you really been helped, or is it just fucking luck? Or is it this? All right. Um, let's see. Hath not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars, and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, Ye shall worship before one altar, and burn incense upon it. All right, so he's, he's, uh, this Assyrian king is totally for religious freedom, it seems, in this land. But we're reading the Bible, so it's a little biased on one side, and anybody who doesn't worship God is apparently, you know, should be dealt with harshly. Um, but he is bringing the question up of like, listen, man, you took away all that just so you could rule, uh, could worship under one God. All right. And do you things. Know ye not that I, what I and my fathers have done unto all the people of other lands, were the gods of the nations of those lands anyways able to deliver their lands out of mine hand. All right. So he's bringing up a good point, which I bet will come to, you know, this, uh, <laughs> uh, so he's, he's like, listen, I've taken over a bunch of other people that have worshipped many, many gods, and sometimes, probably one, and who knows, some places are like, we really worship the fertility god because that means we get to fuck all the time, uh, which would be great. Um, or, you know, the harvest god or whatever. Um, but, like, he's bringing up a good point, being like, I've taken over a lot. He's doing the Xerxes thing of, like, you will, you know, it is my divine power. Whatever. Uh, who is there among all the gods of those nations that my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of mine hand, that your god should be able to deliver you out of mine hand? He's bringing up some good points. Now, therefore, let not Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you on this matter. Neither yet believe him. For no god of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of mine hand and out of the hand of my fathers. 
How much less shall your God deliver you out of mine hand? So again, he does also have a bit of history on his hand, on his plate, doesn't he? Because the uh, Philistines and several other people through history apparently have taken over. Not I'm not talking about just the Egyptians, but through our previous readings of like Kings and Chronicles and so on. The people of Israel and Jerusalem were taken of eventual, I think, right? They hadn't quite set up both. But doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't been taken over mostly or taken captive a good chunk of their population. Because it does seem like quite a few of their people still remain. But, like, we made war and, you know, we took a bunch of people out of the cities and things. Um, but not outrightly destroy, I suppose. Where was God then? Uh, oh, right, he was pissed because one dude who wears a crown uh, didn't quite, you know, measure up. Fucking dumb, is what I say. But he's bringing up quite a... I, well, my point is he's bringing up quite a bit of history of, like, listen, I've taken... From my history, I've taken over places that have spoken the same sort of stuff that you're spouting. And also, I also have history of other places that have fucked you guys up pretty royally. And true, your army is apparently bigger, right? Um, right, because I just read that. Kings, but there'd be more with us than with him. Right. So at least the people of Judah and Hezekiah is just like, don't worry about it. We have the bigger numbers, which in this particular time frame is pretty fucking big. It definitely does help. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win, but Vegas odds tend to lean your particular way. Um, as far as winning and losing and so on. Um, so he's also bringing up like, hey man, like, I'm also bringing up the history of like, you can die from famine and thirst and all this. And, uh, did I read that? I don't know if I did. I might have. I don't know where <laughs> I got. I got out of the. I got out of the hand. Um, I might have to reread some stuff. All right. Anyway, so he's bringing up the point of history. Um, my fathers have done this, and your people and other people around you have died. Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my fathers utterly destroyed that could not uh, that could deliver that could deliver his people out of mine hand? That your God should be able to deliver you out of mine hand. Now therefore, let not Hezekiah deceive you nor persuade you on this manner. Neither yet believe him, for no god of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of mine hand and out of the hand of my fathers. How much less shall your God deliver you out of mine hand? And his servants spake yet more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. All right, so he's trying to persuade the population as well as bring up his own kind of resume. Not a bad idea for anybody invading. He wrote also letters to rail on the Lord God of Israel and to speak against him, saying, As the gods of the nation of other lands have not delivered their people out of mine hand, so shall not the God of Hezekiah deliver his people out of mine hand. Again, history. Then they cried with a loud voice in the Jews' speech unto the people of Jerusalem that were on the wall to affright them and to trouble them that they might take the city. So it's not only that he's talking being like the few couple of people who um, can understand the Assyrian speech, I suppose, or whatever. 
Um, it seems like he's talking in the the religious speech. Uh, I, my assumption is that the the like the my only thought is the D and D equivalent of talking in like celestial or something like that to like a bunch of priests on the wall being like, oh fuck, they know our language. Um, and they spake against the Lord, uh, the God of Jerusalem, as against the gods of the people of the earth, which were the work of the hands of men, as opposed to this one. Hmm. And for this cause, Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amaz, prayed and cried to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel, which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and the captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So, <laughs> so he returned with the shame of face to his own land. And when he was come into the house of his God, uh, they that came forth of his own bowels slew him there with the sword. Hold on. All right, so it does sound like, all right, so this lucked out. <laughs> it was a deus ex machina sort of thing, where this guy comes up, starts talking some shit. Isaiah, and Ama, uh, Isaiah the son of Amaz, and the king... Uh, start praying and crying to heaven. God sends an angel and obliterates the army, just <laughs> leaving only the uh, the king to make his way back. And it sounds like his own children killed him. Um, Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the hand of Sennacherib, the son of Assyria, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all other, and guided them on every side. Did he? And many brought gifts unto the Lord to Jerusalem, uh, and presents to Hezekiah king of Judah, so that he was magnified in the sight of all nations from thenceforth. And in those days Hezekiah was sick to the death, hmm. and prayed unto the Lord, and he spake unto him, and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him, for his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath upon him and upon Judah. So he did all this good shit, and right the fucking finish line. Fuck you. Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord came not upon them in the days of Hezekiah. So he fucked up at the end, but he's like, I'm sorry, and everything worked out. Fuck that, dude. Dumb. It's dumb. He had a moment of like, wow, I got a lot of shit in this house, because everyone's giving me stuff. And God's like, oh, fucking God, it's dumb, bitch! And, and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a bad thought. Oh, okay. I won't have to. I don't have to kill all you. I don't have to fucking kill all you motherfuckers again. That's what I'm. At this point, God's starting to sound a little sociopathical. And Hezekiah had exceeding much riches and honor, and he made himself treasuries for silver and for gold and for precious stones and for spices and for shields and for all manner of pleasant jewels, storehouses also for the increase of corn and wine and oil, and stalls for all manner of beasts and coats of for flocks. Neat. Moreover, he provided him cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him substance very much. This same Hezekiah also stopped the upper watercourse of Gihon and brought it straight down to the west side of the city of David. And Hezekiah prospered in all his works, except for that one moment where he almost had everybody killed for a fuck-up. Howbeit in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to try him, that he might know all that was in his heart. Okay. Now, the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his goodness, behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, and in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Nito. 
And Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the chiefest of the sepulchres of the sons of David. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did him honor at his death. And Manasseh, his son, reigned in his stead. Nito Cheeto. Eh, I'm feeling pretty good right there. That's all right. We're going to, you know, we had a big war. It was a good time. And uh, I think we'll we'll leave it there. All right, guys, you have a good time? I had a good time. Um, please leave a review, subscribe, tell your friends, be like, this is really funny. And most of the time it's pretty short, so you can just kind of plow through, especially if you're working like an eight-hour day. Man, you start flying through books of the Bible. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for listening. And you've been gospel to by the stupid.